marking one of the three 1994 movies that kickstarted Jim Carrey's cinema career. This month's movie differed from the other two by integrating both the impression-filled and vibrant comedic genius humor that he was known for till then with the subtle artistic acting that people would eventually see in his more dramatic roles in such movies as The Truman Show and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. So join us as we discuss Jim Carrey's first outing in green makeup in The Mask. another episode of you've never seen question mark exclamation mark um today i am joined by the bro the brother sergio hey guys how's it going and today we're going to be discussing the movie the mask so i want to clarify that this is kind of a special circumstance (laughs) with this movie but i'm going to go into detail about why i think it's still acceptable so me and the bro, we kind of share a similar, um, I would say, exposure to this movie in that we kind of sort of watched it when we were pretty young. And for me, be, for me with this movie, I consider that is not really truly watching this movie. So I that's why I think that you have never seen this movie. So let's get into it. Um... Why do you, what, what was your initial thought on this movie? So, oh, like, let me go into more detail yeah. of why I think that. So, there's just, if, if you've watched this movie, this is a classic Jim Carrey movie. Um, it is one of the three movies that pretty much launched his career in 1994. It was a back-to-back-to-back bangers for Jim Carrey of Dumb and Dumber, um, Ace Ventura, and this movie The Mask, which I consider is my favorite Jim Carrey movie of all time. Um, So for me, I think that you've never seen it because there's just so much stuff that like, besides the scariness of The Mask, truly, um, I think there's just so much that kind of goes over a kid's head. And this is a very much like a mature movie, especially with compared to Ace Ventura and and um, Dumb and Dumber, where it's kind of like a simpler idea and mm-hmm. funny jokes. But but we'll get into that a bit more. So what do you think overall in this viewing? Well, I would call it adult, not necessarily mature, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, what, Compared to what your, I guess, your initial viewing as a kid. Like, you, yeah. you even said you didn't really remember no, well, yeah. much about this movie. Like, I think that you just kind of, like, Hot, you know, clips of it when when I used to watch it. Yeah, and stuff. I, I yeah. thought I knew what it was until I saw it this this initial viewing, and then I figured, and then I realized I had no idea what it was. And so yeah, when I first I guess watched it, I guess it was just playing. What I remember, it was playing at some relative's house in their living room in the background or something, and I, I just knew that it existed because it's a, of course, it's a staple and. Jim Carrey's career it's one of it is undoubtedly one of his highlighting performances because everybody knows everybody kind of knows the mask when you when you bring it up and and everybody knows Jim Carrey's performance from it so I kind of had an idea of going in to be expecting with the character of the mask everything else 
I had I had no idea. It it was it's very it was one of its uh of its time movies. It's it's very of its time, very nineties, very of that look. It looked like it was. It had a very similar look to like, uh, Batman Forever, and those kind of Tim Burton. I I kept comparing it to Eyes Wide Shut. Batman Forever, which another another Jim Carrey movie where we discussed on yeah. our other podcasts, uh, <laughs> underrated. So and check it's, out that. It's set, I mean, it is based on a comic, and it's set in the in the yeah so can, fictional Edge City. Uh huh. So going into since you mentioned the comic, so this co- mm. the comic of the mass um, created by Dark Horse. I just want to start and like say that it is a very raunchy. Um, it's it's considered like a very raunchy um, comic, um, just and super super gory. Not very raunchy, maybe some raunchy, but super super gory compared to this. Really? Like, like essentially, and and the, it's it's one of my favorite um, Rooster Teeth death battle um, showings of the mask is is essentially the Deadpool of Dark Horse. He breaks um, the fourth wall. He's just like, but he's a lot more insane than mm-hmm. Deadpool. So just to give you a concept, so comparatively to the comic to the movie, definitely totally like <laughs> the same same feel, but not as gory. And you get kind of like a, a funny gory with, with the movie, but yeah. Right, and I mean, it's it's... I can't imagine anybody but Jim Carrey doing a role like this. Mm-hmm. So, it, from what you're saying, it sounds like in the comic there is it's there's a lot of similarities to that in the movie in terms of tone and like in terms of tone, yes. Um, the the mask of the comic is a lot more bloodthirsty. I could say he's very much like this, want yeah. like is loves killing. In this <laughs> one, he's kind of bloodthirsty, but he's like extremely horny at the same. Like he's more horny than bloodthirsty. Yeah, he's horny too in, in the comic Yeah, book. I can yeah. imagine. But this one, they put a focus on that just because I think it's just the. I mean, obviously, they're trying to highlight the parallel between like Jim Carrey's character, who's a loser, who works in a New York. He's a New York suit who has a very hard time with the ladies. He literally calls himself Mr. Nice Guy in, mm-hmm. one, of the new, in one of the newspaper submissions he writes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, God, okay, so this is what we're working with. And I don't know if that's like intentional so obviously they're trying to paint him as that character but also at the same time it's like hmm, i wonder where that's coming from especially considering with the rest of the humor that's what i was going to ask you next since you said it's kind of it's it takes a lot of inspiration from the comic in terms of uh tone uh-huh. and the depiction of the mask what about the humor in it because the humor in this movie was it was pretty lowbrow, and I mean, it, I it was of its time, and in terms of a lot of the sexual innuendos and like the, the, the stuff like that, I was like, oh, shit, this is not really for kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think in the comic, I haven't read much. I haven't read the comic, but I think in the comic, pretty much like innuendos and all that. But um, but the character of the mask, like it does. It, it like at, at least for this movie it is kind of like in a, the movie itself like mentions it of the mask kind of creating or bringing out what the id essentially right. of the of the person and so for Stanley Ipkiss it's essentially like he he's like a cartoon lover so he's very much like into like he's, he's the mask is very cartoonish mm-hmm. and stuff and and um 
And he yeah, and that just him, yeah. is is like Carrie in the in his core. He's just he is cartoonish. But then I wanted to also go into like that this movie to me kind of show it was it's the only I what I think only the only movie out of those three um of nineteen ninety four of his um that kind of foreshadows what his his um kind of his acting ability is can can be mm-hmm. because like it kind of shows hints of what he uh, eventually was able to accomplish in more serious roles like the Truman Show and um uh Eternal Sunshine for a Spot in the Spine where it's kind of like you know a lovable character but he kind of like he's not serious but he is in the in these roles that aren't completely um charismatic or comedic Mm -hmm. and just more of a real kind of person so yeah yeah i was gonna say too he what i was what what i was thinking and i I know it's it's similar to probably a few a handful of comedies that came out around this time Mm. is in this movie it felt like jim carrey's character stanley ipkiss like when you first see him Mm -hmm. he it's like you're watching uh a parody of the average like man of that time so it's just like oh you know put on the suit go to work be like be like a loser and then go home you know he was like that but he's jim carrey and he was he was doing the role he he played that role really well Mm -hmm. in terms of being the kind of just average loser and everybody saw him as a loser and they were walking all over him and so in a way it's like in that time it's it's relatable he was playing just almost an everyman or like the lowest of the low because when you look at how one thing i will give this movie credit for is like the is the comparison not the comparison but the the contrast between himself and the mask like you said it's bringing out the id in you and so you take a man, Stanley Ipkiss, who literally has zero confidence, and then the mask's portrayal of him is, like, 200 confidence. Yeah. So. But then it's also, like, yeah, and, like, it, it, I, that's why I love this movie also, is because it kind of, like, um, shows that anybody is, it, if, you, if people don't think that they're capable, they are still capable of doing it, because, like, eventually when he, he you know, wears the mask, and he kind of, like, it starts to influence him in his normal life too. Yeah. And so get yeah. that high and that taste of like mm-hmm. invincibility and confidence. Yeah, and then you end up end up with a uh, uh, Cameron Diaz also, which is hit her like first specific role. I didn't recognize movie. her at first. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. I just didn't. I don't know what it was. It yeah. was either I didn't recognize her, or I was like, oh, Cameron Diaz is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So going on to um, what are some standout moments for you from this movie? Uh, moments that I probably won't forget. Are just, it's kind of weird, but just the I forget what his friend's name was. The one that works with him in the bank. Uh-huh. Pretty much all the scenes with him in terms of like the really creepy factor of it. He Oh, I'm just going to call him Bill Murray because that's what he looked like. I was <laughs> he like, oh, look like Bill he's Murray. got the same hair as Bill Murray and his face shape. Is kind of the same at the bottom. He, he, I'll never like he. The the scenes with him were really like. They they stood out in Charlie. the fact 
Charlie? Yeah. No wonder I didn't remember his name. The, the scenes with him really stood out because it's like, damn, dude, you're, you're something else. You're like this. I mean, yeah, you're obviously a side character, but holy shit. You're like, I don't really know what he represents to, like, to Stanley's character. In the end, he was kind of there by his side. Yeah. Like, he was there with... With well, he's kind of like Diaz on the bridge. He's kind of like um, I would say like a Barney Stinson. If uh, for you, the How You Met Your Mother fans out there, he's kind of like that wannabe ladies man. Yeah. Um. But, and, like, but he's uh, truly at his core like a really good friend. Kind of. I mean, he did leave him out. out he, in, but yeah, out but he club. was with the woman. Though he was with the women. I like, guess he just so. Got, but yeah, yeah, he left his bro. I think he would have come back for him no i in the end he was like "Uh aha i'm i help too like i obviously i can the thing that made me the most uncomfortable about it was because i could imagine see some 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 dude bro like going to a theater and watching this movie in like the 90s and that was just like topical and now re-watching it decades later i'm like oh that's uh interesting but um, besides that, characters with them, I guess, individual scenes would be pretty much, I think, oh, most definitely hit, uh, the mask stance in, mm-hmm. the, in the Coco Bongo with uh, Cameron Diaz's uh-huh. character. That was pretty great. And one thing I just love about this movie, uh, not even just the, the movie in general, but the mask's character is his style. Oh, I love how he's based off of like his look, he's wearing. He's always wearing a zoot suit, and he's, yeah, he's got a very gangster look. Yeah, because this came in the early nineties. Was that resurgence of of swing um, music? I, I, that's oh one, another yeah, movie, another movie that we'll probably um, talk about um, with you is um, later on in this pod, podcast um, in another episode is Swingers. Which yeah, in this time the it was Bell Nazi movie. No, not Swing Kids. You make oh. this joke every time. <laughs> no, Swingers with with um, mm. John Favreau and Vince Vaughn. Definitely a classic movie that you need to watch. Um, so there was a swing resurgence in the nineties. Yes, heard about that. that's Big Bad Booty Daddies, Brian oh, Setzer's Orchestra. All came out of this. Yeah. Really. Uh huh. Yeah, definitely. And, it, and that's what it's just. I think this is why and that. Not just, but also just like the charismaticness of, of the mask. Oh yeah. But his his style is why I think that this movie is the most attractive that I've been to Jim Carrey. Because he's got charisma two hundred. Yeah, no, not just the charisma, but his style his too. Style. And it's just going off of that. Going off of that, just how like much talent that Jim Carrey shows in this movie because he does he does that dancing with Cameron Diaz and stuff mm-hmm. like that he like you know um he he wears all that makeup and just fun fact for you is that like they wanted to initially um they're going to like basically digitize his teeth but mm-hmm. Jim Carrey's like no I could do I could do this with these teeth these big ass teeth yeah. on and then so he ended up doing it and when it wasn't intended, like it was the big teeth were only supposed to be for like um shots where he's not speaking. Mm-hmm. But he ended up like, no, I could talk in these. Like yeah. and ended up 
you know, just kind of foreshadowing to his other green character of the Grinch. Uh-huh. <laughs> How much yeah, he did he got that. buried in makeup. Everywhere. Yeah, buried in makeup. But, but yeah, and it's it's just like. It's like for me, it just shows like how talented Jim Carrey yeah. is, and just like how he could just do all these gushing characters. Like for me, my favorite line of of the the movie, and it's a it's because he does so many like um um improv Im, not improvs but um like references references and and um parodies. There we go, parodies of all these like. Um, cinematic lines and stuff like that, and it's a line from from um, the Fugitive with Harrison Ford about it, it wasn't me; it was the one armed man. And but his delivery of it is just one of the funniest things to me. Of like, mm-hmm. it wasn't me; it was the one one armed man, and it just yeah. gets me every time. Because uh, you need something like that. Because I was watching, I didn't know, I didn't understand the reference, but I thought it was funny because it was Jim Carrey's delivery. Yeah. So Jim Carrey is, a, yeah, he's deaf. I mean, he's an incredible actor, no doubt about it. But he he definitely made this movie. Mm-hmm. He, I I can't I can't imagine anyone other than Jim Carrey being this character. And honestly, I I think that if he weren't in this movie playing that character, this movie wouldn't have been as popular as it is. Yeah, and it's a very like. People, like, kind of forget, and you were surprised when you saw it, but, like, this is technically a comic book movie. And it's it was a fairly, I think it was a fairly successful comic book movie. And so, yeah. kind of, like, before, you know, like, our day and age where comic, it's comic book movies, you know, left and right. Mm-hmm. This was, like, a very popular comic book movie. Yeah, I'm not, well, I, I didn't even know it was a comic. I, I mean, I, I heard, and then I forgot. I just always remember the movie. I've never been a fan of the comic. I, I've never read the comic. But I just always, I've always known that the movie exists. And, like, with all of the, the comic movie tropes, I mm-hmm. see it as, I just see it as, like, a 90s movie trope. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of movies from the time that, that share those characteristics in terms of, like, the way it looks and like eyes wide shut or like the way the humor is or you know the way everybody's dressed and mm-hmm. the way everybody acts and it's like everybody's a caricature even those two like asshole mechanic guys so i'm like oh mm-hmm. wow okay and then and it looked like it was filmed in like s- some industrial park in uh Los Angeles. Well, yeah, like they have a, what is it? The landfill park. Yeah, <laughs> landfill so. park. Oh, yeah, it was a landfill turned park. And then in the final shot where they show, or like when, one of the last shots where they show the city, I swear to God, you can see like the U.S. Bank building yeah, in Los Angeles. Up, let's see where it was shot. You can see, you can see the U.S. Bank building in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And then you could, I swear you can see like the Empire State Building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I'm very, I'm very. It looked like the the exteriors a lot of the times looked like they were either from a movie set, or LA. Yeah, yeah. And I, then like the 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 Coco Bongo. I mean, I know it was supposed to be based off of like Coco Cabana. Yeah. Because it's the hot hit club. Um, looked like Miami. Speaking of which, I want yeah, to. Yeah, it's it's Los Angeles. It's of course. Yeah. Well, movies, movie land. Yeah. I want that's another thing I wanted to talk about. <laughs> another thing I wanted to talk about was like the 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 whole conflict essentially and basically the villain. Yeah. Like I mean I I thought that you would enjoy that because you know you're you're a player of 
GTA and stuff. So it's a very GTA kind of like storyline. I guess, it. yeah. But I was not expecting that <laughs> from the mask. Well, it was like a weird. It was very. <laughs> well, it's essentially, just the bad guy, the main bad guy, is trying to undercut his mob boss. That he works for. Yeah, and like the look of everybody, I don't boss. know why the like yeah, the the mob boss he's try he gets rid of Nico. Yeah. Him and his gang all have like the same weird ass haircut. Well, it's a nineties ponytail. Okay. That's what you call man, it. It's, man tail. It looks like a receding hairline tail. But yeah. everybody in his gang has it. I'm like, what in the hell? It's like, <laughs> do you this? Do you have to do this to join his gang? Because literally every associate of his had that fucking haircut. And like the bad, the the bad guys, the, the the guy who played the bad guy, I've seen him in other things before, but in this movie he looked like he had his face painted on him, like his eyes and his lips looked like they were painted on, and I, I, oh, I and the way he I, dressed. No, I know what you're you know him from. What Pulp Fiction? As what? He's his Zed. Zed's dead, baby. Zed's dead. Yeah, I guess. No. Yes, it's Zed. Who are you talking about? The bad guy. Who is the bad guy? In the mask? Yeah. The the boyfriend, the owner of the, or the runner of the um, Copacabana. Uh, fuck, I need to rewatch it. I don't remember. I, but I remember him being like bald or some shit. Or like some, I don't know, not that guy. That guy was like, the whole thing, yeah, that was another thing that kind of took me out of it. But I understand it's very of its time, and it is a comic book movie, if that has anything to do with it. But, like, the whole villain dynamic, it just kind of, it just didn't interest me. And, like, the whole thing about this gang that's robbing this bank, and, like, the doctor is in, or some (laughs) shit. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Where's the mask? That's one, okay. I have to, like, I wish there were, there was more mask in the movie. There wasn't enough mask in the movie for a movie called The Mask. So that's like that's my complaint. Then you go oh, too overboard. I recommend never watching it, but you go too overboard with too much mask and the son of a mask. Well, that's not the real mask. That's <laughs> no, like it's not Jim the real Carrey mask. mask. I mean, yeah. I need it needs to be Jim Carrey. It's like, you know, there's just some actors that are tied to their role. So it's like Harrison Ford's tied to Indiana Jones and Han Solo, and Jim Carrey's just tied to the mask. Which uh-huh. I mean, they're. T- I don't think they're going to be making another mask movie anytime soon. They but made if... another Dumb and Dumber. Oh, <laughs> but true. no, I don't think they will. It would be it would be amazing. It would be pretty great. But but it, it just needs more masks. Like that uh, that's one thing I couldn't get enough of of this movie. If I if like the absolute best thing this movie had going for was the mask character himself. Uh-huh. It's just so it's crazy concept to think but just like they like you can't get anything like that today i don't think i mean it was all practical effects it was very you know he looked like just the look of it he had a sinister undertone but at the same time it was jim carrey it was jim carrey and his acting performance was able to shine it's just like it had to happen then Mm -hmm. and i just wish that the the people whoever you know whoever was making the movie or helped make the movie I wish they seen that more, and they would have been like, "All right, we need to use utilize well, the mask Carrey, as much as yeah, possible." Jim Carrey was still like he was barely starting off. Like this movie and all three of those movies I mentioned came out at pretty much the exact same time. The year of Jim Carrey. It was literally the year of Jim Carrey. <laughs> yeah, and so like 
you know, with all three of those movies, like, those studios were just taking a chance on Jim Carrey, who before this was just known as a character actor on on in living color oh yeah we don't want to yeah so the studios were so scared that jim carrey was gonna mess up the mask for them we they wanted fucking george clooney as the mask or some shit i don't know it's like why would you worry about like oh man just jim carrey guy he's a new actor we want somebody marketable and recognizable so we can sell the mask and it's like, it's the fucking mask. Do you not know what you're making? It has to be Jim Carrey. Well, it was a niche comic book. Yeah, it still that's is true. a niche comic book. But, like, book, all but the other shit that was coming yeah. out at the time, it's like this... It's I, just what it is. It's yeah, what it is. I think that's what killed it. Or, like... I mean, uh, it's it's still a legendary movie. Because mm-hmm. every, like, everybody that I know knows it. Even if they haven't seen it. They, they, they Most people that I know who know it haven't actually seen it, but... Or they think they saw it like I did until they actually saw it. But I, it, what made it less enjoyable for me was just that tackiness of the time, which like I understand. Like I've I've had this complaint with other movies too. Mm-hmm. It's just the uh, so very of its time. I'm like, ouch! It's hard to watch, and uh, mm. need more masks. You kind of t- you kind of been touching on it, but um, what's your overall opinion? You know, did it live up to the hype or the acclaim? Oh, uh, it, it wasn't what I was expecting, that's for sure. I was kind of, for some reason, I was expecting it to be a lot more scarier. Because, yeah, because you, the mask is a freaky character. Like, I was, as a kid, scared of this movie because the mask was creepy. Like, the same way as that I was scared of the, you know, Judge Doom in, in, um, in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. But, yeah. Just... <laughs> That movie but is, I is love, scary. I love Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That movie is now. scary. But uh, with this movie, I get, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's the Chief Legend status because of Jim Carrey's role and his performance, which is amazing. Um, and then, of course, the overall look. Like, the, the look of the mask is just so iconic. And it, it, it's super recognizable. But if if it wasn't like at the like I earlier I said, it had to have been made in this time. I wish it wasn't made in this time. At the same time, because if it, there are just a lot of things that go into this movie that were very of that time, that drag it down, like the like the very, the very cheesy like villain and the plot was kind of easy. And the characters, other than Jim Carrey, were like really kind of. They, it felt like they were filling. They had to. They had to kind of put them into a kind of a template of other characters that were being used in other movies. Like I said, he was a very like he was a very Bill Murray ish character. I started calling him Bill Murray. You're so hung up on this friend. That, that's good. Yeah, because I don't like. And then like, and then of course other things too, like the. I mean, it's just simple things like that, and it's like, okay, we don't need burlesque music when Cameron Diaz walks into the bank. I guess we do, because that kind of shows, yeah. We we do. do. Okay, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, like, you know, just the, yeah, and I guess what really did kill it for me was the villain. The villain kind of was bad for me. And, honestly, I, if, it, I understand it was based on a comic book, mm-hmm. but 
But like considering it's just a standalone movie, I know you need to have a bad guy. I don't think in actually like I I don't know I there has to be like films in in the comic like if anybody on social media hit me up with like who yeah, the villains of the comic make sure are. to let your know let us know what your favorite mask villain is. You yeah. Loved- but I that's the thing is that I don't know if there are villains in the mask or if it's just his like his Ex- zaniness just causing havoc. Exactly. You know? And I kinda wish we got more of that instead of basically, oh, we need a bad guy to mm-hmm. him to fight. And like not necessarily I would have just loved a movie where it's like some you know New York loser finds a mask that basically turns him into a god much less, like, everything that he kind of strives to be. And he just kind of goes on this crazy-ass experience. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's more of a character study, as lame as it sounds. That's something I would have loved to see with, a th- with like, a um, with a concept as crazy as this. Because then we would have gotten more Jim Carrey mask stuff. And mm-hmm. it would have been a lot more entertaining. Like, that's what I came to see. I don't want to see, like... Cameron Diaz arguing with the painted face man or like I don't want to see him and his crew prepping to rob a bank I don't want to see him meet with Nico I want to see like the study of a man who doesn't have anything all of a sudden like become somebody who can get anything and it's just kind of I want to see that melt his brain a little bit it would have been so much more entertaining um, well final final thing um why do you think people have latched onto this movie so much? Why do you think it's a movie that someone such as myself would be shocked that you've never seen it? Jim Carrey. Yep. Jim Carrey, most definitely. Mm-hmm. It's a staple in his career because it's, you know, like I said, people who have never watched the movie before know what it is and know it's like, oh, yeah, it's that movie with Jim Carrey. It's crazy. Yeah. So, question. Have you seen... You haven't seen Ace Ventura either, huh? No, I haven't. No. Or or Dumb and Dumber. I haven't watched a lot of Jim Carrey movies. Yeah. Yeah. You need to watch... At least Ace Ventura. I Um, I enjoy Ace Ventura. I watched The Grinch. I watched... I watched Batman Forever. Uh... And now I watched The Mask, which I'm glad I got to finally come around and watch The Mask because it is the reason why it's such a staple in his career and the reason why it's it's notorious almost is just because this movie wouldn't be the same without him. It's like an example of him carrying the movie almost. And I just wish that, you know, the people making it, executives or whoever, you know, had a, had a say in it, allowed him more freedom or just like allowed us more time with him because all the scenes that he was there with them were freaking incredible like that scene the whole the the dance number with him and the police yeah freaking amazing yeah that was incredible yeah (laughs) oh man that was incredible and uh it's just yeah i i feel like if if it were just done differently it would have been freaking crazy if it were rated r oh we yeah got to see him kill people uh yeah it would be it, it just thinking about it though it would be kind of weird but yeah but then would, yeah you have to embrace it yeah it would have been in my opinion if they made like a rated r and they just like kind of went full into that like no holds bar fucking we don't need this you know basic ass plot we don't need these you know 
the the simple like lowbrow humor relating to you know or just like totally unleash the lowbrow humor because it's the mask it would have been better than like a, like Deadpool I think it, this movie could have had the potential to be better than Deadpool. I think this movie had to happen for Deadpool to happen essentially though mm. I think because this was kind of, it's kind of like a step like a step of getting to Deadpool in my opinion maybe but like Deadpool was. Deadpool, I guess so, because in in that case, like I in my in my example, I would have been like, oh, this mask movie would have been great, but they had all this and stuff like that, and then Deadpool was like, oh well, okay, let's make a movie that's similar. Uh, we're using a comic book character that's similar, but we'll do all the things that the mask should have done. Is that what you're saying? No, not should have done, but just that, like, because like you said, you've been saying throughout this episode is that. You know, The Mask is, is a movie of its time. And mm-hmm. essentially, Deadpool is a movie of time now. But, you know, it's like you said, like, it's basically the same kind of, kind of character. But, Almost. I, I like The Mask character like, a lot more, though. Yeah. Because, I mean, you know, you have, like, it, like I said, Jim Carrey's character, Stanley Ipkiss. Which, by the way, is a weird-ass name. I don't know why I brought that up. I feel like they... Was that his name in the comic? It's his name in the comic. Okay. Either way, like, in the movie, I was like, I don't know. If it's if it's not his name in the comic, then they just named him this for, like, two gags. Two 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 jokes for mm-hmm. his name. Um, but... Uh, with, with, like, comparing it to Deadpool... it's I guess it's similar in the fact that both characters are kind of just embodied by their their actors because ryan reynolds is undeniably deadpool Mm -hmm. but with the characters themselves i actually like the character of the mask better and this this he he was the one that finally killed deadpool in (laughs) death battles death battles spoiler alert uh (laughs) i get i i need to rewatch deadpool to remember but from what i can tell like i just like the mask because it's just so much more fucked up and more and more simple because, like I said, you know, just the whole character, the contrast dynamic between Stanley's character and the mask's mm-hmm. character. It's like literally the whole point of a mask, and it's like yeah. holy shit, we, you know, that whole weird ass author, psychologist dude who wrote the book and the movie about masks and shit. It's like, oh wow, you know, the we are all wearing masks after all. Wear uh-huh. your masks, people. Alrighty. <clears throat> Well, with that, thank you for joining me on this episode. And mm-hmm. now you can finally say you uh, have. I've watched The Mask. I've watched The Mask with Jim Carrey. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Um, we will be back next month for another movie. And I'm probably going to be inviting um, our friend uh, Alan Torres for that one. But we shall see. Um, so see you next. Here, listen, whatever. Let's see. We're not seeing. But um, we will talk to you again. Bye. Thanks. Thanks for being amazing. <laughs>